With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Deal back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took a in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What song is mine? We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Thank you for joining us. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother, Noel. Hey, Noel, you just finished up your week of work. Going on a little vacation, I hear, huh? Yeah. Excited? The vacation's going to be work without pay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to be off of work, um, and now it's... It's time to set up the itinerary with the fam. Yeah, I mean, you don't have little kids, so it's not even close to no, the shit no, that I have I to have deal to with. No, I pack up, like, kitty toys and play sets and shit like that, which is good. It should yeah, be fun. Yeah. I'll try to uh, do the show on the road if I can. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. All right. Well. I, I'll give the fans what they want. <laughs> we all appreciate that. No problem. Man. Thank you so much. Well, let me get through this real quick. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook groups, and you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. One last thing, uh, if you're listening to this show right now, please hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss a single episode going forward. All right. So, Noel's favorite topic, a little Ron Rivera versus Dwayne Haskins drama. He was fighting tooth and nail, everyone, to not talk about this, but I felt like it was it was necessary. Must. So. It's a must. It's- so, <laughs> but let's start off with that train wreck known as the Washington football team. Over the weekend, there were reports that Haskins was quote unquote stat bragging to teammates after the loss to the Ravens in week four. According to 1067, the fans, Grant Paulson, he said this on the show, quote, the idea that I was told was there was some friction based on how he was acting after the game. You just got worked by Baltimore. Your coach is sitting on the bench basically battling cancer during the game. Your defense is trying to hold its own, but getting shoved around by the Ravens. And he was, I guess, even overheard talking about 300 yards and his stats and things. And that really bothered some people with the team. End quote. Then on Monday, Ron Rivera was interviewed by our best buddy, J.P. Finley, to kind of put the final nail in the coffin for any possibility you'll ever see Dwayne Haskins in a Washington uniform again, saying, quote, it's interesting because we went through training camp and gave him every rep with the first team in terms of trying to develop him and get him ready to go. Through the four games, we didn't see what we were looking for. I made the decision to go forward with Kyle Allen and Alex Smith. I know I was very positive because I was trying to build confidence in the young man, not just for him, but for his teammates, end quote. And on top of that, to make matters worse in this whole situation, Haskins then missed the Rams game because he was vomiting and team doctors apparently told him to stay home. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not feeling good today, yeah, coach. Yeah. I, uh, it has nothing to do with that, that yeah. I'm uh, basically a practice squad player yeah. now, but nicely done, Dwayne. 
It was smart. I mean, it's during COVID and everything. Can't argue with that, right? No, just drop the COVID hammer and you're good. <laughs> I've been thinking about doing that at work since I've been back. Would they even care? Who knows? They might tell me to come in and just actually just start breathing on everybody. What is it? Hurting? Uh, herd immunity. Yeah, maybe that's what my company believes in these days. There you go. Yeah, this team's unreal, man. Even if this shit's true and, you know, piecing everything together with Haskins and everything, I'm sure there's some validity to what people are saying the way he is. I mean, he's a 23-year-old kid. He's first-round pick. You know, obviously, we've talked ad nauseum about the shit that he's done with the the jumping into the crowd and the league done messed up and all that bullshit. But why are you going out of your way to diminish his trade value? Obviously, that's what you want to do, right? You are looking to trade him, release him. Rivera's done with him. 100% done. We've called that from the beginning. There's no turning back at this point. So you go out of your way to shit on him on his way out. Why don't you just say he's the greatest kid ever, but we're going a different direction. He didn't get a lot of time. Anything but what you're saying. It doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter who's running the team. They just can't seem to take the high road. They just can't, even when it, it'll benefit them. Like the Trent Williams situation, Kirk Cousins, all that stuff. It doesn't matter who's running shit. They're not going to get anything in return for Haskins now because they're going out of the way, like I said, because now he's damaged goods. He's a prima donna, whatever you want to call it. Why would they want to trade anything for him? They know they're going to release his ass anyway. Have you noticed the vibe in Rivera has changed since this instance of him benching Haskins? Yeah. And it happened in Carolina, too. He doesn't like being questioned. No. He doesn't. The vibe with the press, the vibe on TV, he's a likable guy when you agree with him. Once you don't, you're on his shit list. And mm -hmm. he will double down because he's doing it to justify his actions. He doesn't give a shit about Haskins. He never did. He doesn't give a shit what he gets for Haskins. He never did. How could he not give a shit what he, he gets he, for Haskins? Matt, he doesn't. It's apparent based on the, everything that you've just said. It doesn't. There's two options here. He's a fucking moron or he doesn't give a shit. It's one of the two. And to me, he was surprised by going back. The positivity that Rivera got coming to this team and the empowerment that he had based on the fan base from the organization itself, he felt great. I have control. I can do what I want. This is the second hard decision that he's made here. The first one being the Peterson one and now being the Haskins. Both have been questioned. I don't think there's a single person initially when these situations happen that said, I could see that. That's a good move. He mm -hmm. doesn't like that. He never did when he was ever questioned about Cam or anything like that. There was serious backlash. He's abrasive, and he says, it's my way or the highway, and he makes that abundantly clear. So nobody should be surprised by this. The old 85 bear shit comes out in him when you contradict anything, timeouts, game time management, player personnel, anything like that. If you question him and aren't on board, get the fuck out of my way. That's his M.O. No, you're right. And him saying to the to the team, basically, do what I say and I'll take the blame for it if we're wrong type of shit. But how can they sit there and say that you're doing things the right way? Like we talked about in the last one, I know we're, we're kind of going in circles here, but he's got to be losing these guys. He's got to be. Well, it really depends on this Haskins thing if it's legit. This Paulson yeah. guy, no offense to him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Personally, I've heard him multiple times. He spouts off bullshit that never pans out. So I don't know. Is the kid a cocky 23-year-old? No shit. Who doesn't know that? What 23-year-old, even when they're not a starting NFL quarterback that's drafted in the first round, isn't a cocky asshole? Yeah. Give me a break. 
That doesn't mean that he's dancing in the locker room and not giving a shit. Got mines. 315 yards, son. I'm good. (laughs) At this point in time, keep in mind that prior to the Ravens game, Rivera brought him into his office and said, dude, it's do or die, son. In Haskins' eyes, it was probably a relief upon relief that he felt that he had a decent game. Imagine coming out of that. Shit, there are some times, Matt, when you and I have a good show. And we get off and we're happier than doing backflips. It's a pressure situation and we get off and we're like, wow, that came out really good. And we're happy. So yes, he should be pissed off that they lost, but I can completely understand. And we talked about it before, the pressure that Haskins was in going into that game. And you're damn right if I had a decent game and felt like I played my part in that game the best that I could in that situation... I'd be a little bit happy about it after being shit on by Rivera. Absolutely 100%. Yeah, it's got to be a relief. Just like being at work and you haven't had shit going on for a while and finally something breaks or whatever. And then you're like, oh my God, thank God that finally happened. You're going to be happy about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if he's gloating and everything, that's a whole nother animal. Like, you know, crack your little smile at your locker. In your mind, say a little fuck you to Rivera. And then move on with your day. Be a professional. Now, if it went beyond that, that's on Dwayne. But this shit just started coming out, and that's why he was benched and this and that. There wasn't a a peep about any of this shit, okay? There wasn't a damn peep. Now, all of a sudden, he's a disgruntled employee and this and that and the other thing. Yeah, I don't blame Dwayne for staying home for the Rams game. Fuck Ron. You know, fuck you. What bothers me is that he essentially admitted that he was never on Dwayne's side Absolutely. at all. You know, he's saying, again, I know I was very positive because I was trying to build confidence in the young man, not just for him, but for his teammates. Fuck you, man. Yeah. Yeah, we get it, man. You're honest to a fault or whatever. And, you know, you got to take what I say and I'm never lying. But what are you doing? No, he lied like, about you, the Haskins situation. That's for damn right. sure. Now he's playing. Okay, well, now I'm going back and saying, I just lied directly to your face and to him. And again, in Rivera fashion, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Right, right. You don't like it? Go fuck yourself. Don't watch football. That's his mentality. Sorry. His mentality would always put a jersey on. Put a jersey on. <laughs> Remember Warren sat back in the day? Put a jersey on. That's like Rivera's mentality anytime one of these little geeks gets up there. You ever play football? Like, fuck you, dude. I'm trying to do my damn job here. Sorry I'm contradicting you, big shot. You know, I mean, it's every time. It's so played out. And for him to now squat on this and put Haskins in a situation that, A, Haskins looks like crap and probably has is going to have to fight tooth and nail in order to make another club, and B, he sabotaged any trade value. He's a moron and a fuck-up. That's all I got to say about it. And this is, again, raising my blood pressure up. That's one of the reasons why I didn't <laughs> want to talk about this, because we know Rivera's an idiot. We know Haskins got fucked over. End of story. Side note here. How in the fuck does J.P. Finley get, is the only one with an exclusive interview with the head coach of the team the day after the game? That's How a sad state that? of affairs that D.C. Sports is in, man. You brought up geeks. I was I just mean, like, this guy, he's been doing it for like four or five years. It doesn't make any sense. Exclusive interviews and all this. What is he, Anderson Cooper of <laughs> D.C. Sports? Really, guys, come on. I mean, I know we're not awesome or anything, <laughs> But shit, man, we can't do better. We're in the nation's motherfucking capital. And this fucking geek that can barely speak the English language <laughs> is the is the one doing interviews. It's insane to me. Anyway. I mean, you used to have George Michael doing things yeah. like this. And now we have JP fucking Finley. Right. 
I mean, I'm sorry. I, I know you guys probably think we're haters on the guy, but he sucks. He sucks. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Just wanted to say that real quick. Kind of bothered me. Anyway, in other football team news, Washington quarterback Alex Smith is now the odds-on favorite to be named NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Come on, man. <laughs> You're really trying to get me riled up today. Another uh, topic that I just... Uh, go ahead. Continue. All right. Well, we'll try to make this one brief, but in case you forgot, just to put things in perspective, Smith got into the game after Kyle Allen was hurt. Um, he just went nine for 17 for 37 yards <laughs> in that game. But yeah, obviously he um, came back from that horrific injury, which I think is a phenomenal thing. But Noel, I'm sure you have other thoughts. On you it. always bring it to me first on this, Alex. Just throw that softball out there. Look, again, everyone, we've done so many shows on this Alex Smith thing. I have ESP when it comes to negative things, okay? I knew Rivera was going to be a fucking idiot. Check. I knew Alex Smith would weasel his way back into the lineup. Check. This guy, I appreciate your efforts. Amazing story. Just, you still haven't watched Project 11. I'm not going to, that Matt. That, I still think that would change your it. mind. I don't need to see somebody's leg being almost severed off. I don't. It doesn't inspire me in any way. Okay, his look. lovely wife inspires me. Let's change gears here. You talked about him being the comeback player of the year. There's already people anointing him from his whopping nine for 17 with 34 yards. And he got what sacked 18 times. I'm I'm exaggerating, but (laughs) I mean, come on, man. We're talking about putting him in the same light as Peyton Manning, who missed an entire year. Oh, and by the way, he almost passed for 5,000 yards after missing entire year of football. Oh, yeah, Adrian Peterson missed 10 months of football, blew out his fucking entire knee, and came back and, oh, he almost ran for 2,100 fucking yards. That was pretty good. Oh, and Eric Berry, who was came back from cancer. <laughs> now we're going to annoy this guy who limps his way onto the field, gets his ass handed to him, limp dicks it around for a couple of quarters, and yes... It's an amazing story, but now they've got odds in Vegas that he's going to win. He's got heavy odds. Heavy odds in Vegas. They're talking about naming the trophy after him. People are talking about. Yeah, that Doctor Chow or whatever. Yeah, guy who always, they're talking. They're like already etching his name into the fucking comeback player. There could the guy play? He doesn't have to. No, he, he just has to be out. All there. he had to do was walk again. That's all he had to do. I didn't see Project Eleven, so I apologize, but. You know when doctors say, did they tell him this? You'll never walk again. You of know, course. You know, yeah, like, the, like what doctor, and sorry, I haven't been in a situation where I had to relearn how to walk, and it's unfortunate for people that have, but what doctor in their right mind and what sicko of a doctor would tell a patient, whether they become paralyzed or whatever, or have a leg almost severed off, I guess, just want to tell you. <laughs> You'll never walk again. It always seems like these comeback <laughs> stories, they always defy the doctor's Yeah, eyes. like the doctor is sitting there with a sickle, like, a, you know, just waiting for him to die. You'll be lucky to live, let alone walk again. I could visualize like him walking to the doctor's office, sitting in a chair, and he's turned around, and he's like stroking a cat. Yeah. Like turns around like, doc. Mm. Mm. <laughs> What can I help you yeah. with, Mr. Smith? I'd like to uh, play football again. Ha, 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 ha. You're lucky to ever walk again. Come on, man. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, good for him. Yeah. I'm glad he's, I guess, earning his money. And, uh, you know, I'm happy well, for he, his Well, he didn't help Dwayne. 
So yeah, that's yeah. the only way to earn his money to me. Yeah, but. you're absolutely right, Matt. I mean, isn't that what Alex Smith is all about? Hasn't he been to 15 teams and aided the greatest the, the greatest quarterbacks? <laughs> Uh, th- yeah. Thanks, Alex. Typical Washington, you know, bring a guy in, <laughs> fucks up his leg, can never barely walk again, has helped every damn other quarterback that have become all pros. He comes in. First thing that happens is our quarterbacks ousted. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. History does not repeat itself. I feel like here. Washington is a complete parallel universe. Yeah, no kidding. But renaming the thing after him i i think that's absurd i mean but come on the fact is again if you do watch project 11 you'll realize how insane his situation was and i know you do anyway we've talked about it plenty but it's an achievement it's an amazing achievement that he's come back in this way and he hasn't played for two years and he's gonna have some rust i mean something i wanted to mention as well though i know this isn't about the comeback player of the year but this fucking idiot rivera back to this moron he starts in with he didn't i forget his exact quote but he said he didn't want to get Kyle Allen hurt. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you bring in the guy who hasn't played in two years, has a bionic leg, and gets annihilated. Driving rain. Driving driving rain. Yeah, we're not we're not so worried about him. Alex yeah. Smith, oh no, he's fine. But the guy, Kyle Allen, that's the prized quarterback. Yeah. You can't get him hurt. No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, are hey, you he's, he's looking he's yes, looking you for, are insane. Yes, yes, he is. We've we've, esta- <laughs> we've established this. He's um he's got narcissistic tendencies. He's insane and no, I, I've said it. I know everybody thinks I'm an Alex Smith hater. I as a quarterback, I think he's shit. As a person, I think he's a good person, and I think he's fought back. But everybody just needs to calm down and see it for what it is and not try to double down on the positivity that he's bringing. Him being able to come back should be good enough. He doesn't need to have all the accolades and get an ESPY. He'll get an ESPY. Oh, no, absolutely. They'll do a montage on this dude. You think that he'll be the one that gives it to Dak the next year? They'll both <laughs> limp up onto stage? Speaking God, what which, a hell of an injury that was, man. That thing was 90 degrees. Sign the, the contract. He's yeah. got to fire his agent after that shit. Yeah. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, I mean, when I texted you about that, I was like, Matt, you got to check this out. We had a tornado warning, so we were hiding, <laughs> but I didn't Unbelie- respond to you as quickly. Yeah, as I yeah, did. no, I know, but man. <laughs> so I, I, didn't I, I don't know it. if Alex contacted Dak. I'm not sure. Give him, I feel you, man. Maybe they'll make Project 4. Well, that that I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. I mean, it's the Cowboys who we can. To finish off with that topic, this is the only thing that Washington can go off of at this point. They've got nothing going for them. You've got this feel-good story, this amazing comeback story, and they're going to ride it till there's nothing left because there's literally nothing to be happy about with this. Oh, yeah. This is absolute free press, Mm -hmm. joy to the world. Considering the entire offseason that Washington had, Good for them. I mean, unfortunately, it had to happen with the tarnishing of them getting their ass kicked on the field, putting a bad product on the field and ousting a quarterback. But, you know, hey, so be it. Indeed. All right. So moving on to the COVID troubles the NFL has been enduring as of late. There were rumblings yesterday, the day before, that the league was considering a bubble for the playoffs, possibly located in Dallas and or L.A., Not long after that, good friend of the show, USA Today reporter Mike Jones, put out an article that the NFL is refuting those rumors. This is directly, this is coming directly from the article. Discussions dating back to March among the NFL, NFLPA, and medical experts led the league to believe that the bubble wouldn't be foolproof and that the isolation could lead to a heavy mental and emotional toll for players as they are sequestered from family members. NFL. Unreal. NFL Chief Medical Officer Dr. Alan Sills said, quote, 
we don't feel that's the safest course of action for us, end quote. Unreal. We called this months ago, right? Yeah. ESP, man. Well, JP Finley didn't, though. Yeah, no, no. Forget about that. We were morons. We're just a couple (laughs) bumbling idiots. Uh, I even tried to tweet him about it. No response. Anyway, um, (laughs) you are 90% negative testing, 10% positive. That's not good. Nope. You are having to postpone games, possibly make a week 18. Maybe this was their goal all along. Who knows? And you're saying that even though the NBA and NHL just finished their seasons with zero positive COVID tests in a bubble and also were able to bring their families in, you know, once they hit, what, the second round of the playoffs, right? Right. Saying that even just for the playoffs, that it would be too much on the players mentally. Number one, it's half the league or less than half the league. I mean, I know obviously there's a lot more players, but how in the fuck? Or what are you talking about? The NBA and the NHL had to be stuck in there. This is so the typical. Lakers were in there for months. Months. And this is so typical NFL. How could you possibly say that you know a better way when you have a proven method that works and you say that you have a better way that obviously isn't working? And to double down, maybe that should be the title of the show, and to double down to say that basically we feel it's not the safest course of action for us. What are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking? It doesn't make any sense. And this is not going to work out. It's obvious. I mean, you got the Titans and the Bills playing last night and the Titans beat the shit out of the Bills who had 16 days off. How is that fair for anybody? And we talked about this before in the Kirk one. They get all this time off. They're getting a free buy, essentially. Yeah, man. And now they can come back 16 days off and destroy the team. And that was a huge game. If you're going to have to sequester yourself as a team, they should not be able to, just like in situations before OTAs and things, they shouldn't be able to have contact with coaches or anything else. Because all this is is being able to just game plan for longer periods of time. There are certain advantages and disadvantages to this whole thing. Okay. Being off for two weeks, over two weeks is definitely an advantage. Right. And they were trying to say, oh, they're not showing any rust. Yeah, of course they didn't. What are you talking about? Yeah, they they were able to get guys up. Yeah, guys on the men. These guys hadn't played preseason. They were probably banged up after four games. Their body is still getting calloused for the season. This was a perfect animal for them. There were so many gains for this to happen for them. And my other point is, Matt, If the Bills, for example, they're a team that's a hot team, they want these games as rapidly as they can get them. When you're on fire, the last thing you want is a damn bye. So it goes both ways. And plus, there are a few other things. The bubble creates neutrality. Right now, there is not neutrality in the NFL. You have certain teams that are able to have attendance and other teams that are dead as a doornail. That is a serious disadvantage. I don't care if it's only 10,000 fans. I don't care if it's only 5,000 fans. At the end of the day, you have people that are in in the stands that are cheering as a home field advantage. This is in college where there's 150 plus teams out there and you can't maybe organize. There are 32 teams in this league and everything should be done consistently. Just like the field is the same size, just like the personnel is the same number of personnel. There shouldn't be advantages just based on state by state that, okay, well in Texas, it's okay to have fans, but in New York, you can't. It's garbage, man. And I hated that from the get-go. There's no consistency with this NFL. There's no reason why you should be able to go to Dallas and they can have 15,000 fans out there doing cowbells and shit like that. And then you go to fucking FedEx and you can hear a pin drop. It's ridiculous. The whole thing is so completely inconsistent. The bubble, at the very least, also the containment of the COVID virus, you're absolutely right because it's been established with hockey and with the NBA, but the fact that it gives an even playing field. It does. It does. If you busted your ass to get a damn buy 
and you're freaking, I don't know, the Patriots, and you're the number one seed and you have the first round bye, these other teams have trudged through. They have fans roaring and screaming and the whole thing. And then they get to freaking Gillette Stadium. It's scream, scream, <laughs> scream. There's no advantage. You might as well put it in a bubble, contain everyone. It's the excuse that they're using from the doctors because they don't logistically want to do this and have to deal with the Players Association on it. That's the bottom line of this. Absolutely. And the game from last night is a perfect example. The Titans destroyed the Bills. By the Titans should not have an advantage because they fucked up. Right. If anything, that team should be docked a game because they weren't making them wear masks. They were completely going against the regulations that the NFL put out. They shouldn't even be able to play this game. I agree. But yet they get 16 days off and now they can obliterate a very good team in Buffalo based off of that. NFL doesn't care, Matt. I know. They're just plugging games out. They're getting games out. They know they're going to be able to be on national TV regardless. Look at the game. All right, shit, we'll just boot out other shows to put an NFL game on. Hell yeah. CBS is loving this. But it sets a terrible precedent. As something as simple as this should tell you where the NFL's priorities are. Something as simple as the coaches are supposed to wear masks on the sideline. To the point that after weeks of criticism, because coaches were pulling their masks down, they weren't wearing them, they go up to the ref like, the crowd is so loud with the whopping zero people in it. That you can't talk to a ref two feet away from your face, so you have to pull the mask down. Everything's pulling mask downs or not wearing it at all. To the point they got criticism because they're all over TV saying, why the fuck aren't these guys wearing masks? That finally Goodell has to come out and say, if you don't wear your mask on the sideline, you will be fine. What, I think it's $100,000 or something like that. It started out, I think, as like ten, and then now I think it's going up. And this last weekend, I still saw guys doing it. And if these guys are getting tested all the time, why the fuck does the coach need to wear one anyway? That's what I was going to say. You're being hypocritical. Yeah. So like you're basically saying we're testing every fucking day, but you still have to wear masks. But at the same time, because it's for appearances, Matt, it's It's for for the TV. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. You know, it's basically see everyone. We're wearing NFL's doing it. They're not still not doing what they should be doing. And when you and when you have a proven method that works and I can even understand during the regular season, but just to shit on even the idea of a bubble when you have it's, it's because the bombs already gone off. They're absolutely right. You know why it wouldn't work? Because it's too damn late in the game. Yeah. At this point, the NFL had the benefit of mapping this entire thing out prior to it happening. NBA did it better. NHL did it better. And they had to do it flying by the seat of their fucking pants. And this NFL feels that they're higher than everybody. And we've talked about this before. And now the bomb's gone off. Shit. They didn't even have the damn common sense to add an additional buy prior to the season just in case. I know. Just in case, give every team two buys. Just so you have that other week in case shit like the Titans-Bills happens. Shit like the New England thing happens. So where you can shift things around. That's how inept they are. It's again, going back to the Rivera thing. You're either a fucking idiot or you just don't give a shit. It's one of the two. It's probably a combination of both, unfortunately. I don't think it's it's ineptitude. I think it's they just know that they are it. They are the number one sport, and they can do whatever the fuck but they, they want. But they know that it's a contagious virus, Matt. They do, do know they this, know? and they, they have to have the common sense enough to know that if there's a breakout, 
their shit could be done, but they're not doing anything. So that, in a sense, just like the country, there is ineptitude happening, and that's why there has been outbreaks and things have not improved. And if the NFL continues down this route and it starts to get closer to playoff time, and we've talked about it before, it's not going to be a good product and people aren't going to watch shit. People aren't watching anyway. Mm. Speaking of not watching, you see the uh, ratings for the finals? My God. Jeez, man. I saw a split thing with Jordan. You know, his last finals, it was like 36.5 million people are watching. This last one was like two and a half million. I know. Unbelievable. I hate both teams, but it was a good series. Yeah. I thought it was a fun series to watch. It's a shame I don't like either team, but I still watch it because it's the NBA. But this COVID thing has affected people's sports watching, not seeing crowds there, um, the vibe of it. And people are used to not having sports and they have to start getting back into it. But the NFL could have done this right and they could have gotten their crowd back knowing that they needed to do A, B, and C to put their product on the field. And having this switching around, flying by the seat of your pants, okay, we'll play on Tuesday, we'll play on this day, we'll play on the moon. It's just ridiculous. So we'll see what happens. We talked about it before. There will be more. We will see more. They probably love this shit because they got a game on Tuesday night. Right. They got two games on Monday. You know, inevitably, there's going to be a Wednesday, a third. And then they tell college, sorry, guys, we don't usually take these days, but it's COVID. What are we supposed to you do? You think that CBS is kicking and screaming not to put on fucking, I don't know, CSI Miami or some shit instead of a football game? Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, well, please. They're like, huh, give me some more COVID here. Like, <laughs> we'll have football every damn day. Oh, to have a, a fucking repeat of NCSI New Orleans or some crap? I mean, give me a break, man. So, yeah, it's everybody's going to benefit from it. The only people that aren't going to benefit from it is the fans because this shit is going to get worse. And then I think at some point an ESP is, is tingling like Spidey senses that something else is going to go down and it's going to fuck some shit up. And at some point, they're, they don't, there's not enough weeks for them to, to continue this process. There just isn't. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Please share this show on social media. Oh, speaking of sharing, we wanted to give a shout out to another fan who's helping spread the word. Big thanks to one of our original fans, Coach Milan Gotcher. You can follow him at, at Coach G underscore Gotem, G-O-T-E-M on Twitter. Coach G, he's been original even pre-Empire days. Yeah, man, you know, he's an OG. He's like an OG. From, yeah, from uh, Keep Michelob Coming, man. Like, he's been around, he's been around <laughs> I don't since, know if anybody listened to that. I don't one, know if anyone yeah, did. <laughs> I mean, you can barely hear it. It's like listening to somebody in a tunnel, but... Yeah, it's not you know, the best it, quality. He's been around. He's old school. Yeah, so thanks, Coach G. Appreciate that. If you share this, as always, you'll get a shout-out as well. Just hit retweet or share on social media, whatever platform you have. And if I don't notice that you share it, just private message me, and we'll make sure it happens. So... Again, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsPros.com. Thank you for joining us. And you'll definitely see me Friday. Noel, I don't know. Remains to be seen. To be determined. Kind of like the (laughs) NFL season and Rivera's brain. (laughs) All right. Have a good one.